following program may contain coarse language, suggested dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. It's the Toonami Faithful Roast of Food Wars, the fifth plate on this episode of the Toonami Faithful Podcast. I am your host, Sketch, and with me I have... ASM Rider Real Mix. And... Your wonderful Data Monkey, Colper. And... A starving cat for good quality Food Wars content, Kuro Kitty. <laughs> yeah, you didn't eat good this season. <laughs> you ate very bad. <laughs> it was. It left me hungry for more. That's what I can say about that. <laughs> uh, somebody keep a pun counter. Uh, I don't one. know. It, it it left me hungry for less. Uh, I like I to the kitchen. Maybe this should have ended at the uh, previous season. It really should have. Oh boy. So yes, Toonami just wrapped up airing the final season of Food Wars, and I gotta say. Back in 2019, when they finally announced that they were going to play Food Wars, you know, I had the inkling that they would actually finish it. But at the same time, before they announced Food Wars, the idea that they would A, play Food Wars and B, play all of Food Wars. I didn't see it happening, really, <laughs> even though I'm I, happy I, they did. I think we're all happy that they did. We're just not sure we're happy they actually played the last season. <laughs> Oh, I am. <laughs> I just don't understand. Did did they did the pro- producers just like give up, or was the storyline originally written this poorly? I I no, think not in the I, I think what I saw on Twitter from like one person, he I think if I remember correctly, it was the resource helper slash like actual chef that the author used mm-hmm. or the manga used for seasons one through four that section of the book like was went got pregnant and went on a maternity leave and he just decided to make season five like that without her or something like that yeah it with without the very vital help of an actual chef that has good ideas for recipes and good explanations for recipes and all of that he kind of fell back on um, just homaging the bad chef people from cooking Master Boy, <laughs> I guess. I guess that's what Noir is basically uh, based on. It's like, bro, I Wait, love you. I mean, <laughs> go on, go on, Darrell. I mean, I, I love Food Wars, but at this point, I was like, dude, you should have just stuck the hint on this one. <laughs> because we got fucked. Ah, uh, that's for the pun count. Sketch, <laughs> you gotta say it the, way, the cringy way they say it in the season. Noir, noir, holy noir. crap! Noir, Every time they said noir, cuisine like, no, del noir. noir. It's noir, noir. Noir. These are people who are supposed to be trained in French cuisine. They can fucking say the word right. They can say the fucking word. 
Let's right. say the word wrong, but the voice I just may not be able to. There's no you there. There's no fucking you in that word. It's not a two syllable word. What are we doing here, people? What are we doing? Brian, you're best with ADR? I guess. Uh, there. All right. So we're at the fifth season of Food Wars. So I guess it's fair that not all the voices are going to be fantastic. I mean, they're, they're, they're running out. But I don't know. I think for the most part, the performances were fine. I know um, some people were like, oh, Lanterpy's voice is terrible. But I, I kind of like it. <laughs> I kind of like it. I thought the voices were fine. It was mostly just yeah. the lack of the explanations of the food concepts. Yes, absolutely. If you compare season yeah. one of Food Wars to this slop, you're like, oh my gosh, what happened to the Food Wars? They mm. they like, if they happen, you get like no information about them at all. No preparation, Anderson. no explanation. None of that. And some of them, they happen off screen entirely uh, or in a montage. That pissed me off so much. It was just like, oh, come on. We skipped Takumi and Megumi's fights doing that sort of shit. Oh, oh here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. The dog food thing and the baby food thing. Fascinating concepts. I'd love yes. to know how that would have worked. Obviously, the author wasn't sure either because in the manga, they don't show it either. That's just what <laughs> lazy. It's it lazy is. writing. It, quite frankly, like even if they didn't have what what Colt's saying is correct, and they didn't have the one chef, like there are hundreds of top notch chefs around the world that probably could have been paid to help consult. I mean, it was just it just felt rushed and quite frankly lazy. We didn't get to see any of the actual cooking, and then we had this really pathetic. Um, bad guy setup like noir just was not believable <laughs> as an intact <laughs> properly the Oscar was just like ridiculously creepy like you're gonna marry me like if someone told me that i'd laugh in their face like haha fuck off with that yeah we can do a food war but i'm not gonna do shit with you if i lose <laughs> you're you can go screw yourself like it was just it was just so ridiculous and what made them so bad like when i heard underground food battling or whatever i thought oh they're getting illegal ingredients and like they're using bad tactics and i thought that's a really great concept to explore like be good food proper food husbandry and like proper uh, uh sourcing of food like they yeah they could really that. talk about that. even talk about any of that so what even makes them bad guys well, I don't know. They use, they use. I always assume they use chainsaws and cooking, which I gotta say, yes, that is a travesty, and no way on fucking hell that's a fantasy that that can cut meat and not cause <laughs> a shredding disaster. Oh my god. That's one of the ones I I would be tempted to research on to see if that's an actual thing. Like I can see like, it used as a as 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 a as a beater, but not not. As a mixer, not not as oh my gosh, <laughs> not, not to season a cut of meat. <laughs> there is a there is a tool that you can use, and it's a it's a it's a like a chainsaw, but it's about it's about um seven inches long, so it's really small, and it's electric, and you turn it on, and it can chop meat. So like, there's a concept that exists like that in cooking. They didn't actually, they didn't do anything to explain any of these cooking whatsoever. No, like, no they didn't. None of these dishes 
memorable. Yeah. Like I can remember the bear meat sauce from whatever the fuck season it was. And I can remember the fried. Well, it's hard one to forget that reaction, unfortunately. Yeah. Like I can remember those dishes, but I can't remember maybe the one where he did the fantasy where it was like brushed with, ma- with egg mayonnaise, but only, remember that because I'm like, this is a fucking fantasy dish. This doesn't exist in real life. <laughs> With this dish, we cook well. My cluster bomb cake that I exploded in an oven and it came out perfect. <laughs> yeah. Again, I, I give him props for the insanity, but it would have been nice if the actual cooking concepts were further explored. Because it's like, you know, these are really cool concepts because you have chainsaw. Okay, how does this work? You have... um. The syringe, which that was a very well, underutilized loss. No, no, no. Now, syringes um, injecting food, that is done when you do barbecuing. Like, um, if you've ever right. seen barbecue pit masters, because I do the same techniques, I do use a syringe when I'm brining, um, like when I'm actually injecting more seed mm-hmm. into my meat. And he's sucking out the so, blood and, and, and putting it in other things. You know, that's cooking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> Which further points are like, yeah, sure, he looks creepy, but he's not doing anything particularly weird. <laughs> I always just found it funny because, like, Noir was, like, basically just the idea of, well, who feeds all the criminals? And it's just, that's the basis of the whole organization. It's kind of like, yeah, okay, I mean, neat. Kind of weird that you got to go with the whole uber stealthy, you know, criminal aspect. But it's like, okay, they just feed criminals. It's not like it's technically illegal. <laughs> no, they, uh, you know, some of them are, you know, obtaining illegal ingredients or right. will break the law to cook, I guess. But uh, yeah, these, these guys are a joke. <laughs> this concept is a joke. It's entirely unnecessary. I, think the concept, I don't think the concept itself was a joke. It was just, again, a rushed concept. It, 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 it was all rushed and poorly explained. I, I, I think I said it at, at the end of the last episode, like, or really, yeah, you could have done two seasons of the entire blue and put more information into it and just extended it all out. It would have been better. Yeah. Here's how I would have written. If I could have rewritten this series, this, this season, uh, no noir. First of all, second of all, the main, the main focus should have been the, the issue that came up at the very last four episodes actually were the best episodes of the season. They talked about the downfall of having the God tongue and how it's a detriment because at some point the, who has it reaches a point where they eat anymore everything tastes horrible to them because they've only had excellent food blah like okay that's an interesting if not weird but in in universe it makes sense concept and that would have completely changed the dynamic because Erina's motivations would have been purely for how am I going to address this with my mother a and b finding someone who can actually satisfy her and c what does that mean for herself and her own ambitions, A, as a chef and B, as a person with the god tongue? Like, these are complicated things that would have made a really nice plot that if they just focused on that instead of throwing it in in the last three episodes would have been for a fantastic season-long uh, season long story arc because then it would have been like she wouldn't have been herself and then you know her and her friends for finding a dynamic with like inspiring her to cook again like actually seeing Erina cook which I only got to see the very last episode or last episode and a half I should say you know like that would have been interesting make it not so much about Soma mm-hmm. though what they did tell about Soma 
I, I did like, and again, this is where the only part of the season that was really, that I really liked where they talk about him and his mom. And he talks mm. about what made him thrive is failure. And I thought, what a beautiful lesson. Excellent. Yes. That is the thing that we should be telling people because he's only succeeded through losing and then winning later. That's how it's been every single time throughout all four seasons. That's been his, his, his like, you know, story arc is he loses first and then he wins because he learned something from losing. And that's what he got from his mother. And any person who's ever cooked knows that they learn the best lessons from fucking up a recipe. God knows I've done it enough. Holy crap. You know, so like these are the things that would have made that that made the episodes that were good, good and would have made the season good if they'd really invested in that. That and actually showing us some recipes because, man, I'm hungry. I come to Food Wars for food. Show me the fucking food. <laughs> I, I like the uh, Yuletide log. That was a cool concept. That was a great concept. Seeing Soma come up with something that would uh, appease the appetite of somebody who can't have a lot of fat, can't have a lot of sugar, can't have any dairy. Like, how thoughtful, how thoughtful of him. <laughs> just just wild. As well, I was like, oh, that's a neat concept. I'm just yeah, happy they, probably, they... I don't know, someone probably would have been fucked up if he was on running a restaurant from another world, though. Actually, he probably would have had... Nah, he probably had fun with that, just to create but concepts. Don't you remember? Soma is the demon lord. Oh, yeah, exactly. true. Okay, okay. <laughs> they uh they they had a a fair amount of references in this season with the food reactions. The one was, you know, the hero and the demon lord, Dragon Quest. We aren't evil bookmen, you know, we're not a bad slime. But they didn't they when uh, Sarge had her reaction to Soma's cake, there's the the crumble fairy and in the manga it goes onward to be a Crumb blue fantasy. Oh. <laughs> God damn you copyrights. That'd have been an amazing thing to see. It yeah, it was. It was. I mean, we got the JoJo joke back in the end of season two. Uh, yeah. <laughs> come on. Just just go for the joke reference and just leave it be. The one thing that I have to say. Sorry, I'd cut off. Sorry, guys. I didn't mean to interrupt. I my sound keeps coming and going and it's ability to hear you all talk. My apologies. <laughs> huh. Yeah. Uh, what were you saying? Uh, one thing. So the, the fusion recipe, which is a fun concept, and we've seen like hints of that in other recipes. Mm -hmm. The one that Asahi used, he included shark fin. And, like I inwardly cringe so hard at that because first of all, uh, shark fin is a very controversial dish because to get it, after you, you it, it is. See, that's is why he's one of the bad boys of cooking. It's illegal in most countries because it's actually very, very cool the way they get the shark fin, and it's something that is considered a so-called specialty. But so, so Gordon Ramsay, a name that everybody knows, did some research on this, and he discovered, like, he he went and tried it, and he said, "There's nothing special about." The broth that they used to make the soup was spectacular, but he watched them make the and like it, he said, this could be fine on its own with any other protein. But the shirt itself is considered a delicate because it is so risky to get. And I find it so problematic that they 
threw that in there, didn't have any dialogue about it. They just ate it like, oh, this is so this. Because quite frankly, like they, I mean, I feel like Crunchyroll has a responsibility to educate its viewers about stuff like this. Or even the manga, they have a responsibility to educate its viewers. This inherently involves a really horrible cruelty to animal. Like they, they will catch the shark cut off its fin and throw it back in the water. It's disgusting. And I'm sorry, I didn't mean to bring the conversation down, but that really bothered me a lot. They just threw it in there and then they didn't even talk about it. And I'm like, what the fuck, guys? What the actual, this this is not okay. I'm not okay. I'm I'm gonna have to say that there was probably just ignorance on the manga cuss part, and that's not okay. Say, but I, I was gonna say because this is like so many other things that have been happening. I, I'll just throw out Roni Kenshin and leave it at that. Hell, look here! Don't ever mention don't, that again. Don't no, don't don't you ever mention that again. Don't you ever ever. All right. Ever mention that again. I I'm sorry, but we might mention that again later. But hey, <laughs> not hey. not in regards to this. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I'm. Yeah, I mean, uh, incidentally, that does kind of make Asahi as bad as he says he is, <laughs> even though it doesn't. Also, yeah, this uh, no, this not everybody that context from that because no. they they didn't explain it, so you don't get that valuable background about oh he threw in shark fin, but where the fuck did he get the shark fin? You know. Not legally. Illegally. He didn't get it legally. <laughs> he's, got, he's got a whole network, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ugh. Just. That's uh, Apologies. Uh, Asahi. Felt so strong. I had to say it. <laughs> Asahi's kind of an interesting antagonist for Soma. You know, the whole uh, other son aspect with Jorichiro. And, you know, how they both want to surpass him and all of that. And they have oddly similar motives in some respects. But, yeah, they uh, they did not execute that well. <laughs> He's a ripoff Mima Saka, and I'm glad they acknowledged him as such. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they totally did. That's what I was happy about, because like, he's just basically an overpowered Mimasaka. He's basically just Mimasaka times 100, right? Thank you yeah. for acknowledging this, and I appreciate it. Here's the thing, though. Mimasaka actually has to study extensively. Yes. This guy, oh, I'm holding their cooking utensil. I now have whatever crazy ability they supposedly have. Okay. Okay, okay Mega Man. <laughs> yeah, Wait, right? so the concept of what Food Wars was going for, I, I'm totally fine with that level of bullshit. This is, it was this like, is just food, man. <laughs> right? He's it's the like, ditto of chefs. <laughs> this, like, for the longest time, Food Wars has been pretty outlandish. But for them to lean so hard into the freakish talent is just stupid. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's just yeah. stupid. The only thing that I like about it is the fact that Soma's like, yeah, nah, I don't got any, like, freakish talent. I'm just, you know, versatile, and I can beat you all. Funky <laughs> and confident, which is, what made it, which is what makes the show even better. It's yes. stupid, yeah. but it acknowledges its own stupidity, while it also shows you a little bit of porn. Uh, yeah. yeah. Hubris, and curi- hubris and curiosity is what makes Soma a good chef. 
the rest of them is kind of like natural, amazing, like godlike talent and that only works in universe, you know, but he's like literally the most natural character Except for Megami. Megami's probably the other one who's prob- who's the most natural character. Oh, but Megami, she's got the power of hospitality, whatever the hell <laughs> that means. And Eishi Tsukasa. The treasure. He, he is Eishi Tsukasa. He is the ingredients whisperer. <laughs> Again, stupid bullshit, <laughs> but they make it work properly. Like Mimasaka at least makes sense to an extent. And, you know, uh, Takumi and his brother are just really good with a Mezzaluna, which is, I guess, somewhat unusual, but also not. (laughs) But he's, like, really, really good with it. Like, he can spin that thing. It's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I also love the fact that they're finally like, yeah, well, if Takumi's brother isn't around, the one guy who can bring the best out of him has always been Yukihiro Soma. That whole episode was amazing. Just because the the bartender villain was just like, you know what? I am all for this guy right now. I just, I loved his concept. Ah, the, uh, the anime kind of toned down his entourage. I would oh, say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I would not be surprised on that because it was like, oh, okay, so we're going that route with this guy. You know what? Yeah. Fine. Sure. Whatever. When you think <laughs> about his name, it. Don Kama, I, I get it. I know I've watched enough One Piece to understand what that word means. Uh, <laughs> in the manga, he's all like, sorry, they're a rowdy bunch, but they're very nice. And Takumi is like, oh, no, we've, we've had uh, regulars like that. It's no big deal, though I've never seen this many at one place. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. Wait, so are they trans or are they cross-dressing? Because these are different <sighs> things. I think they're just cross-dressers, but I don't know. I mean, Japan's freaking weird about their uh, categories of that. <laughs> and usually not very respectful. <laughs> so probably the less said, the better. It was just something that I noticed in the, you know, the anime, not surprisingly, cranked up the fan service. Are you shocked? I'm not. <laughs> I'm happy for it. Like... Uh, Lanterby, who by the way was in more scenes in the anime, she shows up in the in the first uh, the first task instead of the second one, where she originally did, which is fine because you know there was more time to introduce her and, and all of that. She uh, her reaction to Sukasa's dish uh, was certainly flamboyant in the manga, but the whole like flourishes of chicken that that wasn't there and also not there when she gradually traced from her chest down to her crotch (laughs) it's like okay we're not we're not even being subtle or clever at this point (laughs) go all the way it's okay everyone she's 24 even though she's wearing a school uniform i looked it up (laughs) this is important information she also likes rock concerts more lanterby always good and also in the beach episode the the shaking of the chairs thing they did show nikumi shaking in the chair but obviously it wasn't animated but they didn't have like a zoom in on three of the girls chests and the words on meat 
and uh, ferment. <laughs> I'm not even sure what the other shirt said. <laughs> Probably had something to do with livestock. <laughs> uh, yeah, they uh, they they Show definitely knows what it wants to do and it executes it perfectly. <laughs> However, there was a fun little bit that they didn't really use where uh, when Soma foreclosed Lantropy, he uh, he was dressed up as a Yakuza guy. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's funny. I wish they'd use that. <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, man, that yaki soap. I really wanted to know. Like, I wish they'd explored it mm. further. There's no way in hell I'll ever eat squid. However, <laughs> like the what? fact that they're that's the one of the few soap. things they actually took effort to explain. Thank you. Squid is fucking delicious, man. I, I believe you. I'm allergic. <laughs> uh, never mind. Look at oh, look here. I'm I'm allergic to crustaceans, so I understand. Mm-hmm. I, I am can't able eat to... fucking shrimp or crabs and lobsters. Yeah, they just they just but they just talked about the the ingredients. They they didn't say anything about them making it. You know, like mm. because they were they were already serving the dish and everyone was right. going nuts and like like there was no like gathering of ingredients or talking about techniques or how are they going to meld like these are all really amazing chefs with completely different styles you mm-hmm. threw them all together and they're like build a food of like a little food truck thing or whatever and and make this much money like there was no even the, the beach episode right off the bat I was like this alone could be like three episodes or four I could have watched or three. Well, yeah, three. I think it was three or four chapters. Yeah, but it could have been more episodes. It could have, but I don't think it necessarily needed more than one, but two might have been fine. My point is like everything was rushed. It's all very rushed. And I hate to say it like I never want to drag Food Wars out more than it is because they really amp up the drama. But this season would have been better if they'd made it longer because then they could have invested in doing a little bit more with the food. What you might find surprising is they actually added things in the anime. Like, originally, the people selected for the blue, Megami, Takami, and Soma, they they all got a pass just initially. There was no Azur skirmish. There was no soup contest. And also... They just rearranged a lot of things so that they could do the beach episode first, I guess. Because the first time that uh, Soma and Megami meet uh, Suzuki, when he's still going by that name, was when Soma challenged him to a... Well, no, he challenged Soma to a battle at, at the school. So the beach happened after that. And in the middle oh. of that, there's like month's time where Suzuki is courting Erina and she's getting all flustered about it. <laughs> it's it's kind of cute, but also creepy when you think about other things about it. <laughs> and, it was fucking creepy. Yeah. And uh, originally uh, Jorichiro is the one who shows up and tells Soma that he's been invited to the blue and that happens at the beach. Also what happens at the beach, instead of at her dorm room, uh, that's when Noor kidnaps Arina, and in the manga, they actually tie her up <laughs> to a chair. What the fuck? Oh, that is so much worse. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, and they, this is an interesting change that I think the anime is far worse for doing. Uh, the whole cloak thing where they look like the clan. Yeah, that's that's not in the manga. Yeah, that kind of got me right there. I was like, what the fuck? Is this a clan yeah, mean I'm seeing it? right now? Yeah. They, add uh, on to the anime. Huh. Yeah. Uh, there is a guy who in, in a cloak that does not look like that. In a cloak uh, is the one who kidnaps Erina and takes her to Asahi's castle as he calls it whatever whatever it is no idea where it is and uh yeah just show all (laughs) and this guy is nowhere in the anime at all this this guy with glasses and he's wearing like a kimono he's he's nowhere in the anime i don't i don't know why they got rid of him but i guess because i don't think in the manga they ever show him cooking that it's kind of like he he doesn't need to exist whereas initially Erina already sees Don, Kama, and Sarge, and Asahi uncloaked, and this other guy uncloaked. And they're like, yeah, we're Noir, and I challenge oh. you to a cooking battle, because you're not worthy. I mean, you're you're too good for this school and this life, and I'm going to sweep you off your feet, and I will rule both the light and the dark sides of the cooking world. Okay. I'm parting this. This dude... <laughs> This dude, but this is this is really funny. <laughs> when he initially challenges her, Erin's like, "All right, fine, let's go, let's go right now." She's like tied to a chair. She gets up, "Give me a cleaver, let's go." Eh, that's my nice. girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. It's good stuff. He's like, "Oh no, no, no! I meant the blue. We're gonna we're gonna have this challenge at the blue, and then if I beat you, we're gonna exchange our vows right then and there." Like, dude, this guy. This There's guy, what the, the hell? One of the things that Food Wars really did disappoint me with was they never fucking touched on Soul Food at all, man. Like, no, seriously. they didn't. No, they didn't. I was like, so you trying to say that I know you got your, you know, your big three of fucking cooking a big five, whatever the hell it was. I can't remember at this point, but I'm like, not once did y'all ever fucking mention Soul Food and... Seriously, as a Southerner, I was really goddamn disappointed I, and offended. I'm, I'm going to play the ignorance card here, but was soul food technically derivative of French, which was part of the Big Five? Hell I'm trying no. to remember. Okay, I'm just being an idiot then. No, like soul food is what it means, man. You literally cooking with your soul on it, man. It's the right. deep fried Southern stuff, man. Like if you, I'll put it to you like this. If you ever come to the South, bro, I'll exactly show you what soul food is because... <laughs> You know, people on the podcast, like Sketch, Curl, they have seen me cook. They have seen the pictures. And what I do post on Twitter sometimes. That's so cool, man. Go on, go on. Yeah. Take fried chicken, for example. Like, the whole fried chicken stuff, the only reason fried chicken is the way it is and popular as it is in Asian cuisine is because they got it. The way way they have it is derivative of American uh, soul food fried chicken. You well, know? Basically, black soldiers taught Koreans and Japanese how to cook that. They really taught Koreans because Koreans really, their fried chicken, basically black soldiers taught them how to cook it. And from that point on, you know, it got elevated, but those beginnings, they will tell you where it actually came from. And I mean, like, literally, we've been deep fat frying chicken since the beginning in Africa, man. I'm like, seriously. Is like, you know, they would literally deep fry chicken in fat like the grouse, man. And it was, it just continued to evolve. I mean, 
you know, like we said, if you ain't seen it, ain't season. Mm. Yeah, and, <laughs> Trust and, me. and something else I appreciate too that that those dishes came over from American GIs. That's how they oh. ended up. World War II, Vietnam, Korea. They got a taste of that from American GIs. They got a taste of that cuisine. Yeah, so I, it would have been just nice to get a little hint of that. Like they I talk mean, about like, like going around rare cuisine and like they don't really, they I, I agree Darrell makes a really good point like they make they make a point of being diverse but like they miss a couple of big items in terms of I global mean, cuisine I mean because seriously like people try to cook soul food all around the world but I'm, I'm sorry like some of the places I've been it doesn't measure up to like what I have here in the south or certain places I mean you really gotta know your stuff I'm not saying that, you know, people who cook it in like, you know, up north, whatnot, or, you know, West Coast or in certain areas, you know, some people hit that, they hit it, it's either hit or miss. But when you have real good soul food, you can taste the damn love in it. I mean, seriously, that's the reason why people like my food. It was like, what did you do to it that was so special? I was like, it's love. I mean, I mean, I will fuss and cuss in the kitchen all day long while I'm preparing food, like when I make my sweet potato pies, because it's a, it's a process. It's long, but the thing is, I'm doing it out of love, seriously. You must no dedicate angle. all of your cooking to one person. <laughs> no, I don't dedicate to one person, because if I don't like you, I will say, fuck you, you can't eat my damn cooking. If I don't like you, you cannot have any of my cooking. You seriously yeah, like, I will not feed you. Yeah, but what Darrell says essentially like sums up what should have been the main plot of this season, which is what inspires a person to keep pushing the boundaries of cooking. And for Soma, he constantly pushes himself to find, to beat boundaries, to make people happy with his cooking, like his father, like his mother did. Like, Erina's missing that. Parents were missing that. You know, her parents for a while with each other, which is you see that dynamic between the parents which you like totally like totally that. see between Arina and Soma by the way even though mm-hmm. I wasn't giving them you do see that same teasing dynamic where he's like I'm gonna make you love my food kind of thing like like you you find your inspiration through right. cooking by being for people that you love for things that you love and it comes through in your food exactly I mean, she really, like, he wanted her to say his food was delicious so much that it continues to push him. Like, you know, that's his drive. I mean, because he wants her to say his food is good. Now, she knows his food is good, but you know what? She's just too goddamn stubborn to admit it. That's just how it is. Yeah, but she the doesn't thing is, I can't ever admit that. Admit that. <laughs> but it's okay, though, man, because it gives him a goal to reach, though. It really does. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did like that little bit. And again, that was a missed opportunity because it was just kind of thrown in at the end. You know, I don't know. It felt like they they tried to put too much into this season. And, and so they missed the mark with a lot of things. But like, you know, there's another I would have loved to have seen in Food Wars, like any of the five seasons, South American cuisine, oh, like Colombia. Yeah, like where was that? They've done amazing things with spices and with with like ingredients, and they didn't have it, access to the same like European trade could enable like them to access different levels of spices. And and South Americans, you know, there's a it's a fairly there's only two kind of uh, um, 
geographic like zones there for food to grow. So it's not as wide in terms of trading ingredients, but they managed to come up with some amazing flavors. I mean, what do I mean? I mean, man, that in, think about the primitive you know, in Food Wars, I would have loved that because they did such a great job with Indian food. They did a fantastic job with Indian food and with European food, of course, because European food is like like high class cuisine, et cetera. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to talk about the British. Bland ass fucking food. Yeah, no, don't eat that food. That's crap. Don't eat that. Sorry. Sorry <laughs> if you're British. We don't mean offense. But your food sucks. <laughs> oh, I mean offense. I mean, y'all need to season y'all food, man, because I don't like bland food. And the only reason why food was good in England when I went was because I went to the ethnic places, man. And, the only yeah, thing I they got, I got fish. freaking hammered, man. And beer. Yeah. They do that right, too. <laughs> hey, look here. There's always room for a pint. And being who I am, I did, I did impress the locals a lot. <laughs> Durrell makes an impression that's why we love him and that's why he's here you know what else I hated about this season that you didn't get enough of the supporting characters like Megami who was supposed to be in the top three did she even cook I don't remember anything that she made after she got into blue yeah she made she... the dog dish that was off screen did we? Yeah, we didn't see that. Yeah, we didn't see that. We did. We did see her fight the the guy with the claw. I yeah. don't even remember that. Yeah, it it happened. It yeah. was brief, but it happened. It <laughs> Obviously, like, it didn't get as much time as uh, either of Takami's fights, though. Takami's battle with Erina was like <laughs> blinking, you'll miss it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Which is yeah. Here's another thing. They actually incorporated more of the supporting cast in the anime, which I think is a good change. Like, uh, the senpais showed up for some uh, motivation, like Kuga and uh, some of the others. And uh, I like Kuga. Yeah. <laughs> Nikami didn't show up until, like, the finals, whereas in the anime she shows up to bring the meat. Because <laughs> why yeah. not? And, she brings and me. glasses guy played by Greg Ayers wasn't around to explain the Basti, the the pie that uh, Asahi made, <laughs> which, uh, yeah, that's so we actually did get more of the supported cast in there. And they also incorporated the alumni more in taking down Noir. See, in the manga, there was this whole arc before where Nor was teased and members of the Elite Ten went around getting rid of them. And there was apparently some kind of test that uh, Asahi had set about to, you know, see what the students of Totsuki were capable of. Like, okay, yeah, sure, whatever. And Dude, in the anime, they just throw all of that into the last episode for minutes. And also incorporate the the previous members of the Elite Ten for, I don't know what reason. I mean, it's nice to see them, but... They it was hurt. funny. It was funny watching uh, Momo just destroy an entire, you know, quote, yeah, quote, yeah. quote, sweet. It was just... That was probably one of the better ones. We're just like, okay, how do we take down these cults? We make them love our food so much they stop being criminals. Yeah, that's, okay. uh, that's some... 
solid logic. <laughs> it's like, oh, but once Asahi wins the blue, we'll have all the amazing ingredients. He's like, yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> and that actually would have been really fun to see as a mini arc. I would have loved that. The it with the, it with was the pretty answer. interesting. In the previous season, the in the fourth plate, they spent like a couple of minutes describing the hot spring event where Megami won over this uh, guy who thinks he's like the king and that all these uh, Japanese inns are cute and all, but the oh. food isn't good enough and the hospitality isn't good enough. So she shows him some hospitality. Making him a children's dish too, wasn't it? If I remember yeah. correctly. Yeah, she makes him a children's plate that's gumbo. Which, yeah. Yeah. It's it's so good. It's so cute. And they just they just breeze right over that. What a what a shame. I mean, it's not the best storyline, but it is it's interesting. They definitely could have expanded, including that and this. Just other OVM. stuff and you know it, it would have been would have been good but instead they're like oh this is all happening during the blue i guess we're taking down noir at the same time and it's uh you know you're distracting the like the head honchos of the blue while we do this it's like okay yeah sure so he wouldn't sure. have given you shit whatever <laughs> whatever <laughs> and honestly with the blue like i would expect they do a lot of, like, you can use any ingredient you want. I mean, to the end, in the beginning, like, they had these weird challenges, like the the, the the go to the shop challenge. Like, I like those weird challenges. That's what you see in real cooking competitions. Like, yeah. you something what? featuring this one ingredient, and it's a fucking grapefruit. Good luck. Make it work. Like, yeah. that's the stuff that makes cooking competitions fun and interesting like that they're like you can use anything you want and then you know soma makes fried rice i would eat that fried rice however it is a fantasy dish it doesn't exist but i'm saying like there's the tiny no, omelet rice yeah there's no challenge because they don't have they, they're only challenged against like each other but there's no like we have to make the best out of this one thing you know, that actually is what makes some of these food wars kind of interesting is where they have like one thing that's kind of crazy that they have to work with. And then they really talk about it. And Soma has to learn something like yeah. learning to cook with fucking bear meat, for example. The <laughs> you convenience know? store brawl. How did Soma fail the first time? Uh, he don't... just made something redundantly simplistic and he got railed for it. Because the whole point was basically make but something using <laughs> Like making something out of cheap crap is like Soma's specialty. <laughs> yeah, I, I, but I, I think it was more he he had underestimated. Um, I forget what the girl's name was. Lantry. Yeah, Lantry's like personality and intent. So the mm. whole point was like, oh, okay, I, I, I have an idea. Here's the first one. She's like, yeah, it's a three fifty. What? Yeah. <laughs> you oh. actually owe us money. Give me all the money you have. What? Yeah. You only have Japanese yen, fine. <laughs> yeah, that'd so, be in so, American dollars. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, so, so then he had to realize like, okay, when well, I got you have to think. <laughs> I was like, okay, it's fine if he fails the first time, but it's still like, why would he fail? <laughs> Hubris, perhaps, I guess, yeah. maybe. But why did the second dish win then? It just <laughs> sure, whatever. But I did. I did like the concept of someone being like, 
a last meal, old man. You still got good teeth. You that got was plenty such of an amazing moment. That was such a sh- that was like those epic shit talk from Soma. It was just like, mm-hmm. yeah, here's a couple of wafers and some nice food. It's supposed to be a last meal. It was supposed to be a last it's meal. An appetizer. Yeah, so. Come yeah, to me when app- it's really time for your last meal, old man. Yeah, come to me when you're actually gonna die. You effort. Stop screwing with me. Fine. He was on. gonna kill himself. <laughs> that was the best part. Oh I was gonna kill myself, but now I don't actually want to live. He Wait, had really? that was guns, actually a thing. Guys. He came to this competition with two guns, and no <laughs> one sees this as a problem. What? <laughs> That's the power of noir. <laughs> one he uh, borrowed from the Joker. <laughs> Have we lost our minds? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Uh, that's, that's, that's noir sure. for you. Oh, wait, no, no, wait. no, no. I would missing... say this... oh, Go on. I was going to say the show lost its mind when it introduced the concept of the birds as an actual thing that existed in the universe, where ah, yes. if you just eat a food that's so delicious, your your clothes explode. And then they uh, just went all the way at the ending. That's called the foodgasm, according to the Tsunami Faithful lingo. They actually... Oh, damaged the building (laughs) they unclothed the building they went through a lot of clothes in this arc like they had to keep putting on them robes and having them blown to pieces (laughs) they must have an unlimited amount of robes I, I just assume that whenever the knockeries show up or they have even an inkling they're going to be there, it's just like, oh, okay, yeah, we got to get a bunch of temporals. Why? Trust me, I've done this before. I can... just watch I've seen this thing before. Bring it for What am I doing wrong in life that I'm not eating food that makes my clothes shred? I'm just saying, this is setting unreasonably high expectations for reality for me. <laughs> Yeah, all that happens is my shirt gets tighter. <laughs> I just ex- all, happens, all of our food gets tighter, uncomfortable. <laughs> hey, just, but you guys, we're missing the most important gross thing out of this whole season. Oh, is oh, I think I think I know what you mean. <laughs> yes, Erina <laughs> is his half sister because he is her father's son. How do we know this? Oh, wait, drumroll, please. The most amazing thing. Mother's god tongue can test for DNA or some shit. Yeah, it's a paternity test. Yes, she tasted the same flavor as she tasted the first time she tasted her emptiness. She tasted the emptiness. It tasted the same. So he wanted to marry his younger half sister. What the actual fuck? I only hope that he doesn't realize that was the case. What are we doing here, guys? Come on. Yeah, you just had to make it a little extra gross, didn't you, Mangaka? (laughs) I just say things when I did hentai, so we're not (laughs) I know, I know. I I mean, there's that, too. There's that, too. There's also the implication that, uh, so, supposedly, Azumi met Asahi's mother before he met Mana. Didn't he meet Mana when he was, like, still a teenager? Yeah. <laughs> I think it was explained that, like, he was at Totsuki, met Mana, then did, like, after Jirichiro left and he was in that super depression, he he went around the world as well, 
went to went to where he met Asahi's mother, was basically drunk and had a one night. Uh, I think he met Mana after that. I I forget. But I mean, do we need more reasons to feel like that guy is a piece of trash? We don't, well, no but wonder. the anime and the manga are, like, really not sure what they think of him. Like, oh, well, he did all these bad things, but he did it for a good reason. Wow, no. You know what I hated? He still gets his own quote-unquote good ending. Like, he gets to he be does. a part of the family he's already wanted, and I thought, you were a piece of shit. That's Just because you right. said I don't belong here doesn't mean that you, you know, like it. That it doesn't redeem you at all. That was all on Arena, and and to me that mostly just boiled down to it being, yeah, I admit I'm a stupid person. I don't deserve to be here. And then Arena's going, no, shut the fuck down. You shut the fuck down. We're all having a family meal. We're gonna be happy. So shut up. Like he actually wanted to do that. He was like, yeah, I have really no right to be here. And Aaron just goes, nope, nope. You you're staying the fuck here, and you too, bastard. Sit. The Knockery family will not be lonely anymore. anymore. <laughs> okay, sure. Gag. Gag. <laughs> Except Erina still pines for one man. Oh, yeah. So, who's so constantly now... leaving town to go train more. <laughs> Just no, like his father. Realized, I thought she realized she, she, she has a crush on Soma finally. Or like, did yeah, I miss she did. Yeah, she, did. Okay. she does. That's what I mean. Yeah, it was nice that they finally dropped that like right at the last. It's just like you know, actually, I might have feelings for him. Thank you, Jesus Christ, you finally admit it. The show can end now. Yeah, it's uh, it's a sad day for Mega Me and Soma shippers. I just call her yeah. best girl. I wasn't worried about that part. It was just Mega Me best girl. Fight me Mega Me is best girl, though Rindo is very close second. <laughs> yeah, I love Rindo. Love Mega Me. You know what though. It, it, I mean, it makes sense. They were gearing up towards this, but there was a moment, like, if you think back to after he, when he first battles Asahi, like when Asahi's like, I'm going to marry her. And he's like, he, I think he actually says, no, you're not. I am or something like it, it really does. He kind says, of come I have business with her tongue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He Which says that, but like putting it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Which is an obvious sexual innuendo, but that's this whole show, so I'm just used to them by now. But, yeah. like, there was a moment where, like, they were actually shouting, arguing, where he's like, no, I am, or something like that. Like, and it almost is, is like, implied. Like, like obviously, you, knowing Soma, he doesn't ever overtly express any feelings for any of these girls who secretly crushed on him. But it made me feel like, like, maybe that's a Freudian slip. Maybe part of him, like, does really... <laughs> Care about this girl. He's just I don't too know. Too busy cooking. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> or that he sees his ultimate goal is like my ideal marriage is constantly being challenged to make this woman happy and with my cuisine. Like, okay, dude. All right, that's a goal. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite what your father meant, but close but enough. The thing is, I understand where you're coming from on that because trust me, cooking is my love language. So. If I like somebody, I'm going to cook for you. And that's mm. like literally saying something. Because mm. I, like I said, if I don't like you, I'm not going to cook for you. So. You know, I'll give the author props for not letting Soma be the top. Yeah. No, it should have been Erina. It really should have been Erina. 
Look at Aaron that has top dang on energy anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look here. When she put the eyeglasses on, I was oh, like, no. yes. Oh, eyeglasses, Aaron. Yeah. That was it right there. I was like, top energy right there. You've, you've, That's the you've, dumb you've one. seen time skip, Erna, yeah? Yeah, when she's 25? Yeah. No. She's got uh, short hair, nice dress. You need to drop that picture in the chat, like, right now. <laughs> <laughs> See? I, I can't do that right now. So, in the anime, <laughs> they do a little flash forward, like a couple of months. It implies Soma's been out and about for a couple of months, and Aaron is pissed off at him because he's shirking on his duties and also like skipping class and she has to make a, an exception for him so he doesn't get kicked out of the school but in the manga they have a much further down the way flash forward that plays out similarly but this is like well after they've all graduated soma did graduate albeit troublesomely and He's come back after some time, and he comes back to the restaurant, and they have that scene, and it's it's really cute. It it really is really cute, but it's uh, I don't know. I don't know why the anime changed that. It just <laughs> because for one thing that really cracked me up is that chapter opens up with Soma getting in trouble with the TSA for bringing a knife in his carry on. <laughs> this guy's some kind of psycho. No, I'm just a chef. <laughs> Oh my uh, god, she was so, Oh my god. What an idiot. Aww. They oh, won't do that it. in anime. Yeah. They won't do that because they want to leave it open and ended in case greedy in case greedy people want to add another season. But oh, holy please crap. no, though I'm not entirely <laughs> sure it could get worse. No, it could yeah. definitely get worse, but <laughs> I mean it depends <laughs> on what they're going no. for. Yeah. Oh, jeez. I mean, if it's actually like, hey, we're gonna take the time to actually like make it work, then sure, fine, whatever. Yeah. If it's just, hey, we want to make a cash grab, no, no, sit down, Bob. Yeah. So they did finally touch on uh, stories about Soma's mom and this, and uh, originally when he was having that conversation with Erina on the balcony, he doesn't bring up his mom at all. Which I think is a good change. So they kind of rearranged where those flashbacks happen. Because in the manga, for the most part, they all happen when Jorichiro is invited to a Nakari family dinner after all of this is sorted out. And he's like, yeah, let me tell you about my wife. And it's a really great flashback. I think the uh, the manga is, is, is really nice there. And they even go into detail... Uh, well, not so much detail, but they at least show uh, the implication of when she gets sick and dies. And there's this really sweet moment. I don't think it happened anywhere in the anime where after she passes away in the grieving period, someone's like, hey, dad, let's have a cooking competition. To, you know, kind of get him out of his funk. They showed something like that. Where he, it, but it's more, it looks like it's more like the son on from the grief rather than helping his father. It was, it was a roof thing, but they did do something similar. Oh yeah. Maybe they reframed it. So it was Jorichiro challenging Soma or something like that. No, it was, it was Soma challenging Jorichiro. It oh. was Soma challenging, but it was like, it, it was like, you know, he, 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 
lets go his protege to come back for his family and then his son like moping around and he's like dad let's have a food war and the context of that is you know what he he's talking about what he learned from his mother and all that other stuff Mm -hmm. so also the anime does a a little bit of effort to try and make it seem like Joichiro is a more caring individual where he actually tells Asahi hey you could come with me but he obviously doesn't (laughs) that's not in the manga (laughs) yeah so they made some changes. I don't know. All not all good. Some for the better. Some not so much. It's just kind of interesting to, to note the differences, in my opinion. But uh, that's that's why I brought it up. I love the scenes with um, the mother. I thought those were great. Yeah, I, mean, I love that. And they didn't even need to like. I think it would have been fine if they had decided later to talk about her being sick or whatever. I liked what they the way they did it was showing that her failures and teaching her son that was a good inspiration to help him win that final competition against mm-hmm. Asahi. That part really was great. Like I was like, okay, this is one of the best parts of this season, you know, and it was a uh, crappy season, but it's just a good thing. <laughs> that and it helps sets up uh, Soma's uh, fascination with making shit dishes and making people eat them. Yes, I love that part. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Though his father also indulges in that. <laughs> Though he probably got it from his wife. (laughs) Let me try peanut butter on octopus. Uh, What? (laughs) I don't know. That's probably not too bad. I mean, the squid is, or the octopus is at least grilled or something like that. Yeah. Wasn't one of them honey and octopus that, I mean, I don't like seafood, so I probably wouldn't like it in general, but somebody who likes octopus? I don't know. I mean, I could see somebody throwing some uh, peanut butter into takoyaki and it being not terrible. <laughs> but I mean, okay. that's just me. <laughs> I don't know. I like I like peanut butter. <laughs> is there is there really anything that peanut butter doesn't work with? <laughs> I mean, there's there's a lot of weird combinations Pizza? involving peanut butter. Yeah, uh, you know, no, I think it does work okay on pizza. It is a dessert pizza, probably. Like a margarita. You would put peanut butter on a margarita pizza? Hell no. No, I mean, exactly. you'd want to have something else on it. Like, if, if uh, I think I've actually done this. I put peanut butter and chocolate chips on a pizza because I'm a Ninja Turtles fan <laughs> and a weirdo. <laughs> and yes, I love peanut butter and chocolate. Can... And I thought, I'm going to try it. <laughs> I mean, peanut butter doesn't really add anything to pizza because it's already super savory. So you really need something sweet to balance that out. But, you know, peanut butter and marshmallow or peanut butter and chocolate. Peanut butter and jelly on a baseball bat. Peanut butter and jelly on a pizza might not be terrible if you like the jelly. I don't know. People are weird. Peanut butter on the kid. Yes. No, there is nobody no. really than the folks that eat chitlins. <laughs> fucking horrible bastards. That's <laughs> that's a, that's, a, that's the soul food that Darrell will not endorse. I do not like chitlins, people. No. I mean, I don't you think never either. peanut butter on celery. What? 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 I thought it was like log, man. Yeah, peanut butter on celery is great. What do you? Okay, I was gonna say. I was never a peanut and on apples, fan in it's good. Never cared place. for peanut butter. Never cared for it at all. Maybe creamy. Never cared for it. Hmm. Dude, it's got to be crunchy for me, man. 
Ooh, creamy versus crunchy. I do like some crunch. Like, yeah, man, I eat fucking Captain Crunch. <laughs> Peanut like, butter without crunch? Fuck, no, regular Captain Crunch without milk, man. That's how fucking tough I am. Yeah. That, that's, uh, that's pretty tough. Oh. It gets it gets like chalky. <laughs> hey, dude, I like Captain Crunch, man. Fair enough. Yeah, it's perfectly fine up. corn cereal. <laughs> yeah, I think we could probably wrap up this conversation, but uh, oh gosh, I think I think there was there's one more thing. Oh, there's there's a couple more leaps in logic here that don't quite <laughs> don't quite gel for me, like. Uh, why, why is, why is there no self flavor for Asahi's dish at all? That doesn't, I mean, I get the point they're trying to make, but it also doesn't quite make sense. Like, oh, you didn't put anything of yourself into this dish. They also play it off like, oh, Asahi doesn't want to have fun with his cooking like Soma, but no, early in the storyline, he one up Soma by doing something that's quote unquote more fun. So I don't, I don't know. It doesn't want to keep a consistent anything really, which is stupid. <laughs> oh, some props to the manga that uh, they they actually do more than just the uh, tasting paternity test to to prove that Asahi's. <laughs> DNA. I, they say they haven't gotten the DNA results back yet, but they did. They, they did some some other testing besides. Like, look, <laughs> tasting food is not a paternity Don't test. Don't say tasting paternity test. It tasting me out, paternity test. God. <laughs> uh, it. <laughs> You're forgetting the straight up child abuse where Erina is forced to like battle non-op for reasons. Yeah. Oh, that's. Another interesting change in the manga, she doesn't have to do that grueling uh, fight against all the rejects thing. I think that's actually a better way of doing it than what they actually did before, which is you get to the semifinal rounds and she's just in a tournament bracket where she has to face off against like 10 people back to back to back to back to back. Which I suppose is basically the same thing, but it's I don't know. <laughs> that seems like it it it's at least equally grueling, but eh, I don't know. I did kind of like the concept of the bookmaster being like, "All right, all of you have a chance to return to this competition if you can take her down." That's how much she wants Aaron out of the competition. No, that I thought that was it was awful just because I mean, I didn't concept of like a second chance. However, it was really that it was it was implied that she's like cooking herself question and Mm -hmm. just it just felt like a really abused concept to me. Like Mm -hmm. like Erin herself handled really like you're going to be my bride shit. She's like, no, that's not going to happen ever. You know, that's. Because, like, she didn't ever feel obliged to agree to that contract, even though it's a disgusting element. Yeah. However, like, I'm going to cook myself exhaustion at the most prestigious event where I really actually do demonstrate some skill. Like, it's exhausting being one meal, you know, let alone 50. I just, 
thought that whole thing was really, I didn't like that at all. Yeah, it makes a- uh, Soma cooking five dishes all at once and slapping them together kind of paltry in comparison, doesn't it? Of course Soma would do it that way. <laughs> I got to combine all five into one dish. His okay. fantasy. <laughs> but he can do it because he's so fast as we've, Constantly been shown. He's just so fast at preparing food. I did like that they called back to his time working at the restaurant because I liked I liked how they like raked him over the coals for being a screw up at that point. It's like, hey, you think you're hot shit, but turns out you really can't handle yourself in my kitchen (laughs) until he can after much study. (laughs) Yeah, I do. I do like (laughs) It's like, I can hear you, chef. You don't have to keep telling me. Like, yeah, okay, Soma, you're hearing voices. <laughs> it's kind of weird, bro. Whatever. But here's the other thing that I feel like, did the author really intend this from the beginning? The whole uh, best jewels generation to help Erina shine as well as she can by battling oh, all of yeah. them. Like, uh, it's it's a fine concept, but I don't know if this is what they were thinking from the beginning. It kind of feels like a late in the story edition. <laughs> eh, I guess it's fine. That's that's in both the anime and the manga. <laughs> I actually wondered if it was exclusive to the anime, but it wasn't. <laughs> so whatever. It's a fine concept. I mean, that's basically the whole point of the, you know, <laughs> the school. <laughs> well, I mean, how else would they have these, uh, like, pro- all this these prodigies in one mm-hmm. place? I mean, it's quite extraordinary, the varying skills. So mm-hmm. I it did like that sequence only because it kind of brought together like, oh, that's how this happened. This isn't just purely suspension of disbelief. He's you just handpicked these particular people. Yeah, he went and sought them out and he brought them together because he really wanted to elevate it and, and you know, make his daughter's um, experience to be one of, of enjoyment of food and not ultimately it making her sick like his daughter. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> I will try your dish, Soma Yukihira, but I will have a bucket on hand. <laughs> Okay, that one didn't make me wretch, but it's not nearly good enough yet. <laughs> okay, lady. <laughs> Though, real talk, if I couldn't taste things, I would totally get my nutrients from an IV just because it's easier. <laughs> I don't yeah. like chewing. Whatever what? you prefer, send them my way because that that's the cuisine I want to be eating. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, right. For sure. Uh... <laughs> This breast milk is bland. Well, excuse me, Princess Arena. I can't only the I forgot about that. For I forgot about that. <laughs> I oh mean, it, it's it's funny in concept, but it's so messed up. It's really gross. Yeah, no, that was hor- I forgot about that. Oh my god, the breast milk one. Holy crap. <laughs> Wow. No, oh, I can't even touch Only the I finest baby that. formulas for Miss Arena. Someone <laughs> like just ain't gonna cut it, man. <laughs> I'm telling Sword said at an early age. 
Yeah, Deco's up there in like the worst things they could have put in that. <laughs> I just appreciate the fact that she had like she she kind of had like that Cali accent. No, no, this is gross. It's like, ew. Full on, like I'm a, I'm I'm saying full sentences as a baby reaction. Like, so what? bland. <laughs> well, she's very advanced for her age. You know the knockeries. <laughs> you know, very That's advanced. Fine. Very advanced. Uh, what a ridiculous show. <laughs> and it's it's just a shame how far it fell from greatness. It really is. Because, I don't know. I, I feel like the uh, the regimental food war and the, <laughs> the central arc even though that was pretty outlandish and stupid, it still it was it was okay. It, that would have been an okay place to stop. Um, still pretty annoyed at Akira for turning traitor in that, though. <laughs> I know, I know, he's gotta protect the Shiomi in her studies, but uh. oh yeah, in the manga, uh, Akira and Mimasaka both just turned down their invites to the blue because they got better things to do, I guess. <laughs> sure. Okay. Sure. What? That... Okay, so in the Regimental Food War, it was already Takami, Megami, Erina, and Soma. Who do we have as our cooks in this next arc? Same group. Where's Akira? Where's Karakuba? <laughs> Come on. This is... So it's so disappointing if you like those other characters. Although I do like yeah. that that Takami and and Megami get plenty of shine. It's it's just it's just a shame because like the Akira and Karakuba are are like Rio are, are are like good enough to to face off against Soma, right? So why aren't they here at the Blue Man? It's yeah, no, they sidelined a lot of great characters. And it's it was really a shame. So they cut out the quality food explanations. They cut out the quality recipes. They come up with a bunch of random bullshit <laughs> and a really stupid plot line to end everything on. Despite all that, I do kind of like how it ends where, you know, Erina has managed to make her mother happy even though that's kind of a twisted thing, all things considered. But Erina has made her mother happy. Soma feels like he's achieved something great. And Erina and Soma are going to like be forever attached to the hip, being, you know, <laughs> whatever kind of relationship that actually is. <laughs> She's a fucking sundry, dude. Do we need to say it? You kind yeah. of um, love about this series that... Um... It's it's away like there's no investment emotionally, and I like having something like that on. And and of course we're, we're ragging on the show, but like it showed on I tsunami. Got some emotional investment in this series. I didn't have any. I had no emotional investment in this season at all. Well, um, in this season, like, okay. Except. No, but, except for the stuff between Soma and Erin, that. That was something, at least. 
I was expecting more silliness, and I got exactly what I wanted. So everything else on that was just the frosting. And boy, howdy, did corner. you get some silliness. I mean, freaking clown guy, right? We haven't even talked about the clown guy who's cooking with high heat and cylindrical force. It's like, that's that's a fun concept. I don't, I don't dislike that. <laughs> He's one of the Nora that I'm like, yeah, that's ridiculous enough. I can roll with that. <laughs> but what happened to the clown guy? I guess he just... Actually, you they show by Asahi and he's yeah, he's like, I need your power before I face off against uh, Aishi Tsukasa, I guess. <laughs> like, all right, whatever. I don't think he actually used it in that match, but uh. <laughs> I think show him at least attempting to. Hmm. Yeah, the whole cross knife thing is just—it's just so <laughs> so stupid. It's 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 stupid and dumb, but it's also like on par for what the show had been doing for a while. I guess. A natural evolution into the what the fuck am I watching mentality. I there's been plenty of shonen jump stories that have, you know, they're not sure how to progress the story, so it just Yeah, it just uh They just it happens. I just did that. I almost forgot I uh I have some CJ commentary on the all of this. Uh, so he says, uh, basically my biggest issues stem from how ridiculous the last arc became. It wasn't food wars anymore. Almost like the creators felt they needed to go further than necessary. And the last arc faltered into something. I don't know what it was. I dislike the (laughs) rewards the main cast got after central, which I think forced the story to evolve how it did. And I asked, um, so what he's saying is having them just become the elite four was probably not a good way to have a continuation. (laughs) And I agree with that. He thinks like the last arc probably should have been like a big tournament to decide the, the rankings of the elite four, or this should have been part of it. That is. Yeah. Another like really (laughs) good cooking competition, not this nonsense that the blue became, which is really a shame because what they, implied about the blue is that it is like such an impressive competition where the best chefs in the world duke it out but no we gotta make it all weird well it wasn't that's the thing it wasn't about the best chefs competing because there was a bias like people Mm -hmm. who were noir got passed automatically and all this other shit so like like it was everything they had talked about the blue in previous seasons and then they didn't even show any of that elite level cooking. So it was, it was a huge letdown. The whole, the whole writing, this, it was just a disaster from start to finish that could have been so much better in 50 different ways. And it wasn't. Yeah. He also felt that the buildup to meeting Aaron, his mother didn't make any sense, nor made him care. (laughs) And that, (laughs) The villains, while eccentric in previous seasons, were at least realistic, nor is comic book BS. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. I love Agreed. his comments. Those are hilarious. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a big <laughs> it's a big mess. They uh they should have either ended with the previous arc more or less, or I don't know, rewrote it the way Kuro suggested. <laughs> it's just not, it's not good. It's not a high point to go off on. It's uh, it's a real shame. I don't hate the ending. 
but I do not like this arc. <laughs> it is not a good storyline. <laughs> I'm hung- kind of hungry, I feel, like, after you go to have so-called f- fine cuisine, and then afterwards you're like, I really need a pizza. That's how <laughs> yes. I was a pizza with peanut butter and chocolate chips? No. <laughs> if you say pineapples and ham, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> no, no. I I like pineapples. I like ham. I don't like them together. No. Not, not, not for use, me. I use pineapple juice to um, cook my ham. I really but, don't like, in particular, pine, pineapple and marinara. No. I don't, I don't like that combination. It's great for tenderizing meat, but I would Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some was all like, I use sparkling water to make the meat nice and tender. <laughs> how did he do that? I need I need specific instructions on how he did that. Like I don't understand. <laughs> it's the carbon bubbles. You're you not just supposed to understand. Did you just like what I mean, what does that mean? What does that fucking mean? I like, don't understand. Like the honey in the first season made sense i get it it's practical but uh, i don't know i honestly could not tell you how many things they're just totally making up at this point <laughs> but me, anybody who can boil water could understand this all of this was just complete bullshit <laughs> and i have i know people who have actually burned water man <laughs> And as a cooking connoisseur as yourself, Darrell, I must ask, does this series final arc insult you more than Dimension W? Yes. 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 This was worth This was <laughs> But I told people, look here, man, look here, it did not take me long to figure out what the hell Dimension W was, man. I literally said what Dimension W was, and nobody paid any fucking attention until the end. Because I told them, I was like, look here, quantum mechanics is a hobby of mine. I freaking hate math, but I like quantum mechanics and physics, man. I understand it, you know, on a certain level. I just don't like doing equations. I can do this shit, but I just don't like doing it. But I told people what Dimension W was, but this right here with Food Wars, man. I will watch Dimension W again before I watch this um, fifth plate, which I'm going. Which sadly, I am actually going to buy the last DVD so I can have a complete set because that's well, the live. I part. already did because I got a ridiculous d- discount on it. <laughs> Paul, would you, you watch Dimension W again or the fifth plate? I'd watch both. They were okay once you accept the faults them. But then again, I'm also incredibly open-minded. <laughs> I tell. I'll tell you. I was still watch the fifth plate over. Tokyo Ghouls in a second. Oh! <laughs> wow! Yeah. I'm still not watching fucking Tokyo Ghoul. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry, okay. actually. I mean, sorry, what about Promise me. Neverland? Oh, season two. Uh, oh, okay, we do not Promise talk about Never- meals here. <laughs> Promise Neverland season two versus Food Wars fifth plate. I would rather watch Food Wars Fifth Plate because at least yeah, it's a little entertaining. <laughs> it is. It is a little entertaining. Basically the, the what happened with... Um, and it's also, Neverland. like, Food Wars has always been a stupid storyline, right? Yeah. The Promised Neverland was a good story, and they yeah. just ruined it. Yeah. And yeah. only in the anime. Yeah. Please read the manga. 
But yeah, That's season two of uh, the Promised Neverland just meant that people didn't get their kids' meals. <laughs> How many times are you gonna make that joke? I know you said that. <laughs> no, no, I believe in you using that joke as much as I can, man. Because hey, <laughs> it is what it is, man. You know that was like fuck them kids. Don't forget your choking hazard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. that is not a happy meal. Nope. My God. I mean, seriously, man, like choking on the Lego. I All right. We've uh, we've we've definitely exhausted this particular topic. Now I know we had another topic that we were considering talking about, but um, does anybody want to do that? No. No, we want to save it for another time. Please. I forget what the topic was, but. Uh... Hmm. Probably I'm for not... the best. I don't know. Kuro was pretty passionate about it. Kuro, do you want to? We're talking about Crunchy Crunchyroll. Mm-hmm. Oh, that. Part. Honestly, with what happened, so I don't know if anyone has seen the new as as of today. Um, so SAG-AFTRA went on strike because they were trying to negotiate overall with all these different businesses about um, negotiating good contracts and and the the cost of AI and other things with them and. Um, it's really interesting how this has been a consistent theme about the way the actual human beings who do these jobs are treated. And this isn't like we're making this this old school conversation about unions. And essentially, that's that's just a symptom. That's just one way people have found to deal with it. But you have these companies. Crunchyroll wasn't supposed to be this monumental, big, like Paramount style organization. It was about fans for fans, you know, made up of people who loved anime. And I don't feel like that's what it is anymore. I feel like it's a soul sucking machine and they don't care. They don't care about their actors. They don't care about their fans. And, And these are people who are willing to fucking spend money. We're willing to spend money for these products. But if you're going to treat everybody like shit and treat us like we're stupid and not know that you're treating everybody like shit, then don't fucking expect people to react. And the worst part is it's not like now because they bought everybody out, there's not a whole lot of competition outside of pirating to get this content. So they're still going to have a solid American uh, and Western um, people buying into their service, which annoys the fuck out of me, man. They're also international. Yeah, well, of course, I'm just talking about like the U.S. audience, because I know on the U.S. side, there's only certain, you know, alternatives available. Like and we don't have we don't have anime streaming on television except for Toonami, literally. So if you want to watch it, you have to buy one of these services. So, you know, I, I don't have a Crunchyroll subscription. I have not in the past year and a half two years since they did the stupid merger with Funimation. And I find the whole thing absolutely distasteful. It's unprofessional. And I feel like they can, we, they can do better. They can fucking do better. That's what I have to say about that. You are absolutely right. They're just, uh, interesting thing about that. Uh, the SAG after a, uh, <clears throat> strike it's specifically for television and film. So, that does not affect dubbing apparently it even though obviously that involves television and film yeah nobody cares about dubbing of course except yeah yeah that's a it's a separate uh separate contract apparently 
So if you're at all wondering if this is going to affect the union dubs of Bleach or Zom 100 or anything else, you don't have to worry about that. Stop worrying about things that don't matter. <laughs> Start worrying about the things that do matter. Like these poor actors are <laughs> getting paid $200 one time and their residuals for a streaming show are less than a dollar for a year. <laughs> That's how bad the deal for streaming is for these shows. That is absolutely ridiculous. And <laughs> the powers that be are coming up with crazy things like, here's a concept. We're going to have uh, an actor come in for a session. We're going to record them. We're going to record their data and then we own them as a backdrop extra for eternity. No way in hell would that ever survive a court. That's I don't believe crazy. Only no for wonder they're striking. Contracts are a but weird I see, thing. This, but this is my thing though right here. Okay, now when the AIR came out, a lot of people, you know, a lot of artists were in uproar about this. But, you know, you had a whole bunch of people saying, well, you know, I'm still creating through this AI, you know, generator, so it's tickling my heart. But now that it's affected other people, when something negative affects the people, that's when other people start to care. So this is what I'm looking at. Like, now that it's negative affecting them, a lot more people are caring about it. Because my thing is, I felt like this with AI art, which I don't support and I never will. Because I'm not going to buy any at any point. The whole point of this is they're stealing somebody's likeness. And the thing mm -hmm. is, with some of the AI art that I saw, I looked at it very closely and I saw a lot of my friends' styles who are artists. I saw their stuff. Like, literally, this was their actual art style and it pissed me the fuck off. So, this is the same thing. You're basically stealing someone's voice, their likeness with AI. And then saying, fuck you, we're not going to pay you for your time and talent. But see, that's your fucking likeness. Mm. I want to get paid. My thing is, fuck that shit. Pay me my fucking work. Pay me my salt. Otherwise, you know, it. I know they say it's a gray area, but no, you're basically stealing somebody's voice. You're stealing their talent. AI is meant to be used as a damn tool. It's not a know-all, fix-all, the things that you don't want to pay for. Now, being used as a tool, AI is a great fucking thing. But you still need that human touch because there is no fucking way I will let a machine actually operate on me or do any other things that are crucial that has to have a human hand on it that fine tunes. Uh, yeah, I forget who I read this from, but uh, somebody made the terrible comment that, man, I didn't think when the, the robots took over that it would be the humans doing all the hard labor and the robots making all the art and music. Uh, yep. I mean, what a bleak future. <laughs> so, so actually, there is something about all of this that I feel like could be a really big opportunity for any actor that's brave enough to do this. Because, oh, so old school Hollywood, you all know I love film history. Olivia de Havilland, she's the actress that you might know from Gone with the Wind. Um, back in the day the the um studios would contract with actors and have these exclusive contracts 
with the actor so they could only film their films and it prevented them from picking scripts that they thought they lo- that they could audition for any other script based off of like the content of the script right it limited them so Olivia de Havilland she sued MGM and she won it was a supreme court case and it completely changed the way the film industry went for the better actually and now that's what we have today because it's it's not at all like like an actor audition based off of their talent i feel like something like really needs to happen in the anime industry to shake things up in this have a a monumental supreme court case have someone be brave to take them to court like kyle did a great job with with promoting this and didn't he he stepped back from a role that may you know that he was for with mob psycho but i feel like like take it one step further you know if they're, if they're using your voice and telling you you can't audition, can't be in this other role, take them to fucking court. You have on your side. The legal system would be on your side. Just be brave to go and do it. And I, I mean, the, you know, notwithstanding the Supreme Court is particularly shitty, but in general, you know, the concept of that, of changing the status quo with entertainment and change for the better is the only way and well not the only way hopefully there are people that are good out there that'll make those choices but barring that barring the good choices of good of, of people in corporate positions you really have to have someone brave enough to make that challenging step and take that action it's worked in the past it could work in the future so that that one you know thought that i have throw that out there and leave it if you hmm. You know, you have so many people that are so scared to be fucking whistleblowers to step out there because they want to lose their livelihood. I get it, but sometimes yeah. when you're in a position where, you know, let me see, how can I put this? If you're in a position where you have some power or some leverage, and if it's going to cause you to lose things, then you still have to risk it all for the greater good. You know, sometimes that's just what, you know, that selfless, selfless service is. That's what that self-sacrifice is for. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes you really have to just sacrifice what you have to protect it as a whole. Because what's to say, like, even though you have it right now, it's not going to be taken from you later. And the thing is, I would rather fucking fight for what's mine than let somebody fucking take it from me, you know, from under my nose when I had a chance to fight. Yeah, the studio's over here being like, why do you want to put yourself through these financial hardships? Well, we wouldn't want this, except we're already in financial hardships, even without going on strike. Yeah, the healthcare thing is ridiculous. I work in healthcare, and trust me. 83% of SAG-AFTRA doesn't qualify? That's insane. Gotta love how our society just fucks everything over. Healthcare is such a terrible thing in this country. <laughs> Absolutely. But, but I mean, I, the De Havilland case is such a perfect parallel because everything that she won from her case is exactly, I could say, is, has, is what is happening with these voice actors and Crunchyroll right now. And that's what really makes me extra angry is because there is legal precedence that says this is illegal. And yet they're still somehow getting away with it. Like what? What? How is this happening? Fuck you, Crunchy. Sorry. But that's not okay. It's not okay that you do that. It's not okay. Yeah, there's a lot of things that Crunchyroll are doing that are not okay. From, like, okay, 
there there are things to be petty about for sure. But I mean, I feel like it's kind of a big deal that they basically don't put any of their shows up with closed captions. That is terrible. That is, uh, I mean, yeah, sure. The subtitle versions have captions because they have to, because otherwise you couldn't understand anything going on. But even like their original series, not that anybody cares, but like their original series don't have closed captions on the English versions. Sometimes that's the only version that is on there. So there's no closed captions. That is ableism. Okay. <laughs> we got to cut that out. Crunchy roll. They're also terrible at releasing things physically. They like, they own so much of the anime that's coming out of Japan right now. And they're putting out like five at most a month. It's insane. Funimation was putting out more before and even Crunchyroll when they were like divvying out their shows to other companies was at least doing a decent amount. Crunchyroll was great back in the day, man, and then they just went to fucking shit. It's I'm just gonna be honest with you. They went to fucking shit. I just don't understand how this amalgamation became the worst parts of both the prior Funimation and the prior Crunchyroll. Just absolutely the worst parts of both. Corporate greed and capitalism. And the FTC not being able to do a court case to save their lives. Yes, that definitely. Plus, they want to... <laughs> of course, this whole uh, strike thing is probably a feather in their cap with like, oh, you see, it's good that we don't deal with the union. But that is not the lesson to be learned here, Crunchyroll. <laughs> I'm just seeing repeat things happening all over again with my job right now. I'm just like, oh, God, I hate everything. Just to, just to let people know that guillotines only cost $500 to make. <laughs> I'm just putting that out there, okay? <laughs> Extreme. You say, you say. Yeah, it's just, it is just frustrating. Like, they got a lot of stuff. And if you want to watch anime... Pretty much come to them, except for the ones that end up on Netflix or Hulu or yeah, High Dive. I'm still they haven't put the Funimation catalog. On yeah, I watch now. stuff on Netflix or Prime now. Or, well, there's yeah. always just raising a flag and getting yeah. shit. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm yeah. not Crunchyroll for right now, man, but to be honest with you, man, I don't know how much longer I'm going to keep it. Look, I'm real happy that they finally put all the One Piece stuff up there. That's great. That's it's very nice. I can no longer be subscribed to Funimation now if I choose to. But I would keep Funimation because they actually have closed captions on all their episodes. <laughs> and uh, frankly, I just prefer watching dubs there. I think they're, I, I don't know, something about their player works better for dubs. Probably because it's designed that way. Not that either of their players are particularly good. They're kind of both not great but they're passable i guess but yeah it's um piracy is really winning out here <laughs> right. offering a much better experience tell me hardy let's get on the boat and scourge the seas for no money yeah. like yeah. Things, yeah. everything's no. free it's just your morals <laughs> You know, I used to say that pirate was bad. Yeah, I, you know better. You do better because it hurts people in the industry. But you know, they're already doing enough job of hurting themselves and everybody yeah. else at the same time. So it's like, what would you rather do? Hurt the corporations while still technically supporting everybody else, or you know, yeah. I'm sorry, but you know, Pretty it's much. like this is probably gonna piss some people off. But hey, fight the fucking machine. 
pirate hour. Yeah. Fuck you all. That's what I intend to do. Part for... of the reason for this strike is because you know stuff is just disappearing when it doesn't do well enough. Pirate the fuck out of shit, people. I'm saying rebel. This and time everybody... I, I am flaming the fires of rebellion at this point. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, actors get more money from the um from going to cons anyway. They've said that themselves. I mean, they mm-hmm. they have discouraged in the past, like pirating, but they have been open that they get a lot of their their money from going to these cons. So essentially, if you want to support voice actors, go to Comic Cons and meet some friends, have a great time. Exactly. Your money there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then get your pop figures autographed for like $60. But it's for a good cause so that your favorite voice actor has gas money. I put it to you like this. I went to cons. We've done this podcast. I made friends with voice actors. So we're good. Hmm. Yeah. I'm sure that Crunchy will continue to find more and more ways to tick us off besides, you know, yep, holding various true. shows hostage, probably, maybe, not entirely sure, but probably. <laughs> uh, I mean, I can't help but uh-huh at the fact that Spy Family and Chainsaw Man are on Hulu and Demon Slayer is on Hulu and Netflix and I just can't help but uh-huh about all of that. But hey, Netflix pretends like they have money, and so does Disney. So I guess that's understandable. Tsunami ain't got no money. <laughs> yeah. But if you're concerned about uh, the strike affecting Tsunami's upcoming originals, it shouldn't. Like I said, dubbing, union, or otherwise is not affected by it. And uh, neither is animation. So, like, all the few cool things that Cartoon Network has in development, they won't be halted. But if you were looking forward to the third Spider-Verse movie, as I'm sure many people are, yeah, now not just the animation is a reason to hold that one back. (laughs) Because it's not fully recorded, and they can't even do pickups legally. Uh, Well, not legally, but, you know, contractually. they, They cannot do line pickups or any other additional recording for that movie and i mean obviously they need a lot of time for that animation so it should be pushed back it absolutely should be pushed back i can wait it was a killer cliffhanger but i can wait but also if you were looking forward to deadpool 3 might as well call that one deadpool 3 dead in the water (laughs) because yeah the writers are on strike and so are the actors and this is honestly a good thing for that movie because if only the writers were on strike during the filming of Deadpool 3 that movie would turn out terrible one of the reasons why uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine was so bad was because it was happening during the writer's strike Ryan Reynolds is not allowed to ad-lib during a writer's strike because he is a writer and a producer (laughs) so yeah we dodged a bullet on that one, even though it means that probably really cool movie will take quite a while longer to come out. Well, hey, we can always hope that the industry will, you know, figure this out sooner than later. But yeah, as long as it takes, I'm fine. I got plenty of things to watch. I have too many things to watch. They could stop making all things forever 
and I would probably not run out of things to watch. <laughs> I need to go grab the new Tenchi, actually, and start watching that. Oh, yeah, that's on Crunchyroll, the GXP sequel. Paradise Wars, we got another one, and I gotta go watch that. I'm gonna oh, go take a boat. man. <laughs> I'm happy we're still getting it. I could go catch up on Ruby. I need uh, to finish. I need to do that, too. I was, like, halfway through season six, and I got to If there is that. one thing that I will... Yeah, sorry. Uh, if there is one thing that uh, I will give Crunchyroll props for is that they have really upped their game with releasing movies in theaters. Like, I went to see the Psychopath movie, and I was able to see it dubbed. Uh, there were plenty of showings in my area. It was nice. I mean, it's still not that many showings in general, but some of the movies have gotten like at least a whole week, which is certainly an improvement over many things. So that's nice. That's uh, that's good. I'm, I like to see the fact that Sony owning all these things has led to anime movies being more widely available. But there's just way too many other problems for that to be adequate to make up for everything else. <laughs> Still, it's nice, but fix your shit, folks. Yeah, seriously, please fix it. <laughs> like, have a dang meeting with the with the union, please. It's it's such an embarrassment what happened with Mob Psycho season three. Such an embarrassment, and it still takes me better. off. No, yeah. do better. Stop acting like the mafia. Seriously. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's not that hard meanwhile netflix over here getting back the whole cast of black clover making it a union dub and steve bloom is in it well, yeah yeah that was uh, clover fans stay winning that was very surprising i need to go watch that actually and it'll never end up on toonami though unfortunately but well, i love yeah. it yeah that well, is... so different than what happened with Maiden Abyss, even though they tried. So just one of those, oh, hey, it's a marathon week. Let's go watch something. That... Let's go watch that. <laughs> Indeed. I, I think, I think honestly, their only way forward with this stuff is just, I, I mean, with the exception of some of the shows they've already contracted for and finishing up those, it's, it's going to have to be like 50% original content for them to just keep going, really. Mm-hmm. Seems that way. Well, we will see what their plans going forward are soon enough. They got that panel at Comic-Con coming up. And uh, hopefully, Jason's claim that there are several announcements is, you know, not just <laughs> lip service. <laughs> you better be showing fully coolly shoegaze and grunge there, because that announcement for the, for, for the original coming back to the block is going to be really weird if you ain't got something there. Oh, yeah, I'm sure that that is coming soon though i do wonder if uzumaki will air before any of those i swear to god if they they need to have another trailer song for that one because bro you <laughs> they, they have to at this point or it's like bro what are you doing with this series uh, is it gonna take us five years to see this series <laughs> five years for a four episode or i don't even want i don't even know how long it took them to do housing complex c but crying out loud Less than two years, I think. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Well, they're giving it plenty of time to cook, which... I mean, that art set... better be 
fucking spectacular. It's gonna set expectations to way too high to the point that they like. <laughs> Another June. There's no way they're gonna be able to live up to the. It's like I don't want to say that. I really don't because I don't think that's fair. But yeah, they're kind of setting themselves up for that. <laughs> it's unfortunate. Meanwhile, Toonami is very boring right now, aside from Dr. Stone, though the Superman show is good. Superman's very good. I love Dr. Stone. Dr. Stone is so good. Mm -hmm. So good. I just love watching Kohaku enjoy doing things. (laughs) (laughs) Whee! Oh, there's Kohaku. What? The blur. Ah. Uh, And she so enjoyed the not good bread. (laughs) I mean, that was... That was a funny moment because it was just like, you know what? I actually would not blame them for thinking that tasted better than everything else they ate. Yeah, just, I mean, like, in comparison, like when they when they did the ramen before, they did the yeah. instant ramen. Like, yeah, I mean, compared to everything else they've eaten, it's probably really good. That ramen looks gross. That looks so unappetizing. Ugh. Yeah. And now, now they actually have you know, wheat. They can actually make real noodles. So I hope they give it another go. I totally forgot about that, that they hadn't actually done bread yet. But yeah, that they didn't do that yet. Oh, I can't wait to talk about Dr. Stone on another episode. Yep. Good, good stuff happening on that show, as always. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be curious to see what that gets replaced by, assuming we still have that announcement that they have been having any troubles with oh boy <laughs> at this point they really should have just lied and said it was dr stone <laughs> i mean I'm, I'm sitting there thinking about it and i'm like the only two things that pop into my head that would have this this much of a problem would be his bleach or maybe like they might have gotten demon slayer season two i cannot think of anything else that'd be like what the hell would cause this much of a problem on a mm. licensor side outside just blatant stalling eh, who could say but yeah. I watch that. Season two is great. I'd watch it. I think I think Bleach has a chance. And you know, since Zom 100 is going to be on Hulu and Netflix and Crunchyroll, maybe it can also be on Toonami. They're dubbing it. I mean, they got My Hero Academia off of that weird contract, so I mean, you never know what they can pull off. Yeah, well, this is in Viz's court, as is Bleach. So who's to say? Viz, remember when you liked Tsunami? <laughs> or at least were able to get good deals and not have, you know, <laughs> weird circumstances related to streaming. Yeah. Yeah. J- just let us have Bleach Part 1 for crying out loud. Part 2 is coming up. You don't have to worry about it. J- just let <laughs> us have Part 1. Yeah, it's been almost a year. <laughs> I mean, frankly, I think they put, uh, they maybe didn't want to start Bleach until they had more than 13 episodes to show but i don't know that's just speculation on my part i really can't imagine a scenario where they never get to air it but who knows (laughs) things things are weird it depends it depends on how much they're trying to charge them i mean it could be a demon slayer situation where they're just being outpriced and they're trying to negotiate well either that or uh, i don't know some kind of exclusivity contract with Disney possibly definitely be a, a thing I mean it's not on Crunchyroll so thank yeah. goodness <laughs> right 
Well, if you have uh, any thoughts on the things that we talked about on this podcast, particularly Food Wars, you can email those to uh, podcast at TsunamiFaithful.com. And you can follow us on Facebook.com backslash Tsunami Faithful Podcast or on Twitter still at <laughs> Tsunami Podcast. And you can listen to the podcast on just about everything, including Apple Podcasts, Castbox, Deezer, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Overcast, PodBay, Podbean, Podcast Addict, Radio.com, Spotify, Stitcher, and the TuneIn app. And you can find every episode of the podcast to stream online at soundcloud.com backslash Toonami Faithful Podcast. And you can get the latest news by following at Toonami News on Twitter, still, and read the news, views, and reviews on ToonamiFaithful.com. Oh yeah, Twitter continues to be a baffling thing. Uh, we are, uh, we're trying out Instagram threads and... Um, hive i think paul's posting things on hive now so we might migrate to other platforms but for now we're we're still twittering away i'm staying on the ship until it's absolutely dead but that's me look i don't see any reason to abandon it until they limit our dms if they limit our dms it's over we're all going to discord (laughs) (laughs) i would agree with that actually but I already have friends who are like, yeah, I'm done with Twitter. You can hit me up on Discord or text me or whatever. Like, oh. Okay, but I probably won't. <laughs> Just being honest. Uh, I can only pay else? attention to so many apps. <laughs> was yeah. there anything else we were going to talk about today? There's no. One thing I want. Okay, because there's one thing I want to do while I'm here and the off rarity that I don't come back anytime soon. Uh... For those of you who actually bother to read my ratings posts and or just scan the state looking at those posts, you may have noticed an article that I recently made up regarding Showbuzz Daily. Getting to find these numbers is becoming much more of a pain in my ass than I expected, and I just wanted to thank Showbuzz Daily, as I did with Programming Insider, Douglas Perducci, for all the ratings numbers that they have prior. It sucks they're going away, but I can totally understand why, as, yeah, it's really hard and you're not even getting rerun data anymore i have one more resource in spoiler tv and i have no idea how much longer they're going to go for so i just wanted to say the thank you to that website for all the numbers yes. that they've been out so far absolutely thank you show buzz daily for continuing to post those as long as you did it's i don't know <laughs> i'm sure some some are saying yay we don't have to worry about these stupid numbers anymore i mean you really uh, don't I... have to in general but uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's uh, it sucks when you're not getting at least the basic data, because the problem with me is it's like, yeah, sure, you don't have to worry about it. But then you're taking whatever they say at face value as to why it didn't do well or they wrote it off or shit. It's like, no, bite me. I don't show me hmm. the data before you even try that crap. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> At least so far, it looks like uh, My Adventures with Superman's doing pretty well. That's good. Good to see that. Uh, I don't know. I'm not too sad to see it go, but it does feel like truly the end of an era. But the thing is, these uh, these companies are really cracking down on that kind of stuff. It started, is, God, I want to say... Uh, we yeah, are, fun. We're not allowed to have fun anymore with anime. Yeah. Sorry. We're yeah, not. We're not allowed to speculate how well things are doing. 
We can't uh, have was... that. We can't have any transparency in our industry. No, no, no. <laughs> we want to be able to make our decisions and have no accountability whatsoever. <laughs> Pretty much. Yep, that is that is how they run. Yeah, I, I just wanted to say that now because I wasn't sure when I get invited back. So I was just like, thank you, Showbuzz Daily, for the numbers. I have one resource left, and if that ends up going down, I will let everybody know that, yeah, my whole premise here is pretty much dead in the water. I'm sure we can find some other use for your talents. But yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. And you seem like the exact right person to bring it up. So <laughs> thanks for being here with yeah. it. Now, I, w- I was surprised I was even in, but I was like, oh, okay, sure. And I thought about, like, I should probably say that before I before we close, because I just wanted to make sure that for those of you who don't, you know, go to the website, that, yeah, it's kind of gotten to the point where, like, the ratings are very, very, like, static. And that was predominantly the reasoning why they shut down. It's, it's just such a mediocre of difference that it's the data is just too low and, and too mm-hmm. poor. Yeah. I don't know when we'll have you back on next one, maybe for Dr. Stone, or <laughs> I've actually been uh, contemplating whether or not I want to have you on the next time we talk about One Piece. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, I, I have my feelings on what happened with Punk Hazard, but I said that on Twitter for those of you who follow me, so yeah, if you want me on that one, by all means. Mm. <laughs> maybe Maybe we'll get some feedback on whether or not the people want to hear it. If would, not, just follow me on Twitter. It would certainly spice up the conversation a bit. I mean, uh, I, I feel like uh, Laser and V-Lord and I, last time we talked about One Piece, we you know, we, <laughs> we were fairly positive. I mean, there's certainly things that we didn't like, but yeah. <laughs> could It could be useful to add, add some spice to the conversation. Indeed. That said, uh, yeah, thanks for being here, Colt. Uh, tell, yeah. tell the people where they can find you. Uh, on Twitter at, at AmbientVirus, um, on Twitch at twitch.tv slash LifeVirus. I just finished up the mainline Kirby Legacy, so I'll either go into Pikmin or do the offbeat Kirbys uh, and all that sort of stuff and whatever else manages to come into my head for that. And uh, worst comes to worst, I technically have a Hive account and I'm trying to get into Blue Sky, but I'm not going to say those yet depending on where the Twitter bug goes. Oh, yeah. I'm still waiting for an invite to Blue Sky. <laughs> I'm on the wait list, I think. I don't know. It's confusing. Uh, Kuro, tell them where they can find you. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Happy Kuro Kitty. And please, if you did watch any any other season of Food Wars, your favorite Food Wars recipe. And maybe I can start a thread. I don't know. But I'd love to see them. Maybe we can make a of it maybe we can retweet it on the podcast um twitter but just want to hear from people who watched any season of this and what what recipe appealed to you what would you eat just pick one don't pick a bunch just pick one Hmm, that could be a fun article maybe yeah i want to hear the most Hmm. Hmm. yeah mr durrell tell them where they can find you that's your local bargain shit-faced drunk, but um, yeah, you can find me at Ukami underscore seven. After watching this season, I can't blame you. <laughs> uh. Trust me, there isn't enough alcohol to make that go away. You're right, there isn't. <laughs> and you know how much alcohol I can drink. You have. I, I do know. <laughs> I have witnessed. Yes. 
But like I said, you can find me at Ukami underscore Samurai7 as always here on Twitter. But I'm barely on the Twitterverse these days. But, you know, hell, I'm around. And you can find me on Twitter for now at Sketch1984. I don't have any other social medias. I technically have a Facebook, but I never look at that thing. I literally only use Facebook to read Toonami's posts because why are they still posting things on Facebook? <laughs> they need to go back to Twitter because I do the exact same thing anymore. It's like, go back to Tumblr for crying out loud. At least you had the, the postings on Twitter back then. Oh, man. Tumblr is taking some uh, shade out on Twitter lately. <laughs> Welcome to Tumblr. Did you come from Twitter? <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. Uh, you do you, Tumblr. <laughs> you know, you know you have been just an embarrassment to everyone when even Tumblr can dunk on you. <laughs> uh, we live in strange times. Truly. Truly, truly. This is you have a megalomaniac in charge of one thing that has... All the power. Yep. Crazy yeah. shit happens. And then we all just make fun of him. Oh, by the way, I'm not like a conspiracy theorist or anyway, but for some mysterious reason, the uh, the the post that Tsunami Faithful made way back when, when Tsunami made a video about Black Lives Matter, yeah, that, uh, that post got removed from Twitter. No! Yeah. Oh my god. Wow. Bad wow. optics there. Very bad optics. Oh, that was a very that was oh, a very no. emotional post, man. And I mean Holy crap. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Wow. So on that note, I think I think that's a, a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a podcast. That's a podcast. Well. <laughs> Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed our Roasting of uh, Food Wars, the fifth plate. And uh, until next pizza. time. <laughs> Have a pizza. <laughs> With peanut butter and chocolate chips on it. <laughs> God, why? <laughs> Don't give like the bill. <laughs> we'll throw a little whipped cream on there, too. Okay. This I am just literally suggesting things that I put on waffles. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the pizza place I used to work at had a breakfast pizza that was weird as all hell, but whatever. We need to close Ooh, this Ooh, that sounds good. We're moving away from nauseating and into delicious. That's not what I'm hearing. That sounds... Thanks for listening, folks. Thanks for listening, folks, and tuning in for our nonsense continually as, as, as long as you have or haven't. <laughs> we always Thank appreciate you your listening. Another podcast. Yeah, two in a row. And Kuro, too. It would have been CJ two in a row, but you know, conflicting schedules, unfortunately. But I think he'll be back for Dr. Stone. Maybe. We shall see. But yes, thank you very much for listening. And with that, we're punching out. Peace. Deuces.